the farm today with seating just around the corner, we're stepping back and reviewing some of the key information shared with producers over the winter through a number of webinars. Today, we take a look at the SAS Pulse Premier Pulse webinar, focusing in on key nutrients. Dr. Jeff Shano with the Department of Soil Science at the University of Saskatchewan talked about given the conditions that we see out there, utilizing the diagnostic tools that are available for producers is going to be key this year. I think for this year's crop, uh, the diagnostic tools that are available, your soil, your tissue, your imagery, are a good approach for determining that, that, that P crop nutrient needs. Over several cycles of the rotation uh, containing P, we do need to be thinking about nutrient removal and replenish the overall nutrient balance if we're looking at aiming and maintaining or perhaps even building uh, our phosphorus or potassium fertility over the long run. From the nitrogen standpoint, we want to capitalize on that nitrogen fixation input that helps balance off that crop removal. Uh, that means inoculating, uh, uh, growing soils, uh, uh, growing the peas on soils that are low and available in. Uh, there's little or no nitrogen fertilizer typically needed, and we want to keep it out of the seed row to avoid uh, damage issues. The peas we find are good scavengers, but they will deplete soil reserves over time, especially if we've got high grain yields. So again, uh, looking down the road uh, towards maintaining uh, that fertility, we need to be thinking about those nutrient balances. In the short term as well, paying attention to safe seed placed rates, uh, put the excess in a separate band to avoid to avoid injury. We don't want to push those seed placed rates, uh, especially when we may get burned in, in, in under conditions of, uh, of dry surface soil, uh, sandy textured soils. Uh, we want to be, be making sure that we're not uh, uh, compromising our plant populations too much. And uh, deficiencies of micronutrients, folks, really don't seem to be a major limitation in many cases, but I think zinc and copper merit attention for peas uh, when the soil environmental and, and crop rotation conditions are, are conducive to, to reduce supply. Availability of other nutrients is also important, however, uh, nutrients like phosphorus. Uh, phosphorus is the energy currency of life. Biological nitrogen fixation is very energy dependent, so we need to be paying to attention to uh, phosphorus fertility as well. When we calculate and do a balance, uh, oftentimes the amount of nitrogen that is derived from fixation can approach that that is removed in harvest, sometimes even exceed it. And so that's a real benefit because that nitrogen that's removed in that harvest, folks, comes from the air instead of from soil or fertilizer, as, in the, as is the case with a non-legume. How much? Well, for peas and some of our work, we've typically observed uh, somewhere around three and a half to four pounds of, of nitrogen in the above ground material uh, uh, per bushel of grain yield. So you can work out based on your yield, how much nitrogen then is contained in total in that above ground material. About three quarters of that comes from fixation and roughly about the same amount is removed in the grain that's taken off the field in harvest. What about phosphorus? Well, as I said, a biological fixation is a pretty energy dependent process. Uh, and for phosphorus, unlike nitrogen, all of that phosphorus has to come from soil and fertilizer. Unfortunately, there's no such thing as biological phosphorus fixation. In terms of removal in pea, field pea has in the above ground material, the grain and straw, about 0.8 to 1 pound of P205 equivalent pea per bushel of, of grain uh, per acre. 
So again, you can take your yield and calculate roughly how much uh, uh, phosphorus you got in that above ground uh, material. And folks, about 75%, about three quarters of that phosphorus, similar to nitrogen, about three quarters of the phosphorus in that mature crop is in the seed, which is removed in harvest. Fortunately, legumes uh, have pretty darn good roots and they develop strong mycorrhizal relationships and that is they have the uh, uh, infection of their roots with this beneficial fungi, AM, uh, AM fungi, the, in which the hyphae effectively act to extend the root surface area, the rooting system, and that makes them really good scavengers of phosphorus as well as potassium, sulfur, and micronutrients from the soil. So legume crops can often, as I say there, mobilize and access phosphorus that's already present in the soil uh, better than a lot of, of other crops can. Of course, this is just a small segment of the information that Dr. Jeff Shano shared with producers. You can check out his full presentation and more at the SAS Pulse YouTube channel. For Golden West... I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler.